Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Lord God, I thank you that you are moving in our congregation. That despite what we may see in the natural, that God, that you are continuing to develop in this place a strong core of believers. That God, that you are digging deep wells within us. That your riches, that the wonders that we are drawing from in, your, in who you are, in your word. That Lord God, that you are continuing to stir our hearts and continuing to flood us with your goodness. That God, that we would know how good you are in such a mighty way. Not just a hearsay, but God, that we would know because we've tasted and we've seen. God, we thank you that you are doing such a powerful thing in this place. That you're continuing to refresh our pastors. That you're continuing to to stir them and to give them uh, the direction for this congregation. That the vision would increase in this place. We thank you that the vision is continuing to grow. And God, that as we hold of the vision, that God, that we would be able to run and we would be able to run hard and we'd be able to t- keep our hands lifted high, that our strength would just stay uh, continuing to grow and that, Lord, we would be encouraged in the process. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Um, if you would, if you would turn with me to First Chronicles in chapter sixteen, Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. First Chronicles in chapter sixteen. If you would go with me to verse eight, we'll begin reading there. Um, for the the ones in the back, I'm going off of the New Living Translation. And it's funny, me and mom were reading a scripture yesterday, and mom had the New Living Translation. She asked me to open up the New Living Translation, and I did. And they were different. So, I, not by much, but, you know, the, a little bit of wording was different. And it's you know, who's translating and the publisher. And I says, mom, so which one's the, actually the new translation? You, you know, the new living translation, because yours is different than mine. And so I had to tell her mine's actually the new living translation. She has the old living translation, but so you might see the words a little bit different, but it, it's, it, it's all the same. And then verse eight. And if you're looking on the screen, My New Living Translation says, Give thanks to the Lord and proclaim His greatness. Let the whole world know what He has done. I love this. I love it, I love it, I love it. Because here's a song coming out of David's heart. And part of that song that's coming out of David's heart is to give thanks and proclaim God's greatness. Let the whole world know what he has done. You know, when God does something awesome, 
we should be shouting. We should be so rejoicing. And listen, let the whole neighborhood know. Amen. I mean, that means you should show so much joy and so much gratitude for what God has done. That there should be a response that's seen. Amen. Amen. When somebody walks up and they give you a gift, when they do something nice for you, or, you know, whatever it may be, whether it's an actual like gift, physical gift, or they do something to help you out or whatever, we should show thanks. Amen. And we should proclaim how good this, you know, this person is the goodness and the faithfulness of God to be use this, you know, one to bless us and tell that person how much of a blessing they are. Amen. But when God gives, when God does something awesome for us, we should give thanks. Let the whole neighborhood, let the whole world know of God's greatness. Amen. David singing this in a response to the stirring on his inside and his spirit man. Amen. Because he's so excited of how, how good God is, how great God is and the things that he's doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse nine, sing to him. Yes. Sing his praises. Tell everyone about his wonderful deeds. Exult in his holy name. Rejoice. You who worship the Lord, search for the Lord and for his strength, continually seek him. Remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles and the rulings he has given. You children of servant of his servant Israel, you descendants of Jacob, his chosen ones. He is the Lord, our God. His justice is seen throughout the land. Remember his covenant forever. The commitment He made to a thousand generations. Glory to God. We're included in this. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 16. This is the covenant he made with Abraham and the oath he swore with uh, to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree and to the people of Israel as a never ending covenant. I will give you the land of Canaan as your special possession. He said this, when you were few in number, a tiny group of strangers in Canaan, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another, yet he did not lay anyone, let anyone oppress them. He warned kings on their behalf, do not touch my chosen people and do not hurt my prophets. David's singing this and he's reminding the people in song of remember who you were when you were such a small group of people and God let nobody come near you. God let nobody bring any harm to you because God's promise was that with that few. Amen. Hallelujah. Do not touch my chosen people. Do not hurt my prophets. Verse 23. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Isn't that cool? They publish this, his glorious deeds among the nations. What is the most Uh, the easiest way to publish something, to put it out there for people to know a a news article or something good that's happened is to use your voice and proclaim it. Amen. How in the world did they publish things 
And I love this because this is the New Living Translation. But published things in those days. They proclaimed, they sang, they played their instruments. There was a proclamation that happened. They were making an open statement, a publish across the nation of what God had done and his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Verse 25, great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty surrounding him. Strength and joy fill his dwelling. How many here can take hold of that right there? That we all need to hold on and to hold on to him. Hold on to his promises so that we have strength. So that we're filled with joy. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Verse 28. O nations of the world, recognize the Lord. Recognize that the Lord is glorious and strong. Give to the Lord the glory he deserves. Bring your offering and come into his presence. Worship the Lord in all his holy splendor. Let all the earth tremble before him. The world stands firm and cannot be shaken. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Tell all the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithfulness, his faithful love endures forever hallelujah this is such an awesome joyful song that david's uh, singing writing amen proclaiming to the people there were so many uh, this was an awesome time for the people of god right now because this is a time when things were awesome Things were great. They were filled with joy. There was hope. There was courage. There was strength because they were taking the ark into the holy city and they were, they were taking it there. They were establishing a public place that they can worship. And that became a place that they were worshiping God. And there was such great song and such joy. And why? Because the ark represented all of who God was. Amen. The ark represented his holiness, his presence, his goodness, his faithfulness. And here they are taking this ark and they're bringing it to the holy city. All, all of the, the you know, concerns of the, the, the past, the evil, the bad things that have happened to the people of God, it's all gone. They're, they're filled with so much joy. The presence of God was, was among the people. There's such joy and hope and, and faith and there's such an excitement. Why? Because they were able to take this symbol, this covenant and, that God had made and, and everything that was in this representing who God is and the promises of God. And they were taking it and they were bringing it to a place and they were able to worship and they began to worship in a public setting with the ark there. So things were awesome. Things were great. It's easy to give thanks when things are great. Amen? It's so easy because we have joy in our heart. We are filled with joy. Things are going good. Our outlook on life is so awesome. And, and you know, we, we, we have hope. There's such great uh, joy within us. It's easy to give thanks. 
in those times. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, God, that you are so good. Thank you, Father, that you are so faithful. That you're faithful to us. Despite what the circumstances we face, God, you're good. You are so awesome, and we thank you for everything that you've provided for us. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you're doing in our families' lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord, you deserve all the glory and all the honor, and majestic is your name. You are so holy and filled with majesty. Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, our Master, so good. Amen? Hallelujah. So it's easy to give thanks when things are going good. When times are going tough, it seems to be hard to give thanks. Why is that? Is it Is it just the way our mind works, the way we function, because we get consumed with how bad things are? In those times, that should be the the times that we press the most to give thanks to our Heavenly Father. This is Thanksgiving, amen? And I'm trying to do my best to have something relevant to what this holiday that we're about to have as part of this service today. 1620, pilgrims try to, uh, they're trying to sail the ocean, right? We all know the famous boat that they came on. Everybody remember this? The Mayflower. They arrive in the late fall in 1620. They're here. Not knowing all the trials, the things that they're facing, the the tempest of the sea and everything that they're traveling through, the time that it took to get to this land. And here they come and they arrive and some know that that they arrive and there's this uh, time that they are in in New England states. And they're facing a time of where they can't grow crops, they can't grow uh, food or anything like that. They're arriving and they don't, ha- they don't have any knowledge of what they're up against. They don't know what's ahead of them. But yet, the desire is that they would come to this land in the, a few different reasons. One, they can worship their God freely because we know a lot of things that had taken place in that time frame. Go to that land over there. Go, you know, worship your gods the way you want to over in this land. And, you know, you're free to do it. But you still have to serve the king, the king of England. But here they are. They're arriving this great land with, with no understanding of what they're up against. Not knowing whether this is going to be a good land, a bad land, what they're, if there's going to be people there to, to greet them or not. But here they are. They're coming up to this land and they arrive. And they're coming into this time, uh, this season where it's fall. Not a time to grow crops. Probably through a long time on this boat that they've sailed across the sea. And th- we know from documents 
that they were facing scurvy and malnutrition. So they didn't have much that they were even able to eat and, and good food and things of that nature. But they were facing disease and already having malnutrition, malnutrition on that boat. When they arrived to this country. And so here we see, and we can read through the you know, documents and how things, history had gone. But the natives that were here helped them. Helped to, to show them how to build the proper homes, to keep cover and do things, to, you know, to be able to survive the winter, the cold and a harsh winter that they had. So these settlers that were coming over, these pilgrims that were coming over, didn't know what they were up against. They were already sick, diseased, and they had not good enough food. And they come here. Could you imagine being on that boat or being one of those ones? Sick, without the proper food, malnourished, so maybe not enough food. And they arrive here and there's no knowing of how they're going to survive. 102 set sail on that boat, if I got my numbers correct. 44 survived when they arrived. So people were dying. There's disease. There's no food, not enough food, possibly. And they're here. They can't grow crops because the season is just dictating that. So where do they get their food from? Where do they get their strength, their hope of survival from? We know that there was a great move that was happening back in that time frame in Europe. And ones that were wanting to leave the dictatorship and ones that were wanting to leave and, 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 and trusting and following God and freely worshiping him had to now rely on what they hoped and believed in. So they get through this harsh winter time and you had the, the natives that were helping them to survive the cold. They come to a place, native the Indians were helping them to be able to grow the crops when spring was coming and things were, there was great harvest that came. Great harvest. Those people came across when it was now that towards the end, the beginning of fall of 1621 with a great harvest that they just had. And the Thanksgiving that we now know in our modern day is a little bit different than it was then. They had great supply, great harvest. And there was a joint between uh, the pilgrims that came from Europe and also the natives that were there in that land that helped them to survive. And they come together. And what did they do? They didn't have a feast. Their time of Thanksgiving was prayer and fasting. How about that? Given thanks for all that God had done and brought them through. A little different perspective on what Thanksgiving was like. And here we, we, these days we have the, the great feasting and the big meals and all that. That's all awesome and that's part of our custom and, and the, the, how we approach Thanksgiving today. But how about if we take a little hold of what the pilgrims were like and their intentions of all the great supply that they had 
And maybe taking some time to maybe take time to pray. If you have it in within you, I'm not saying that fast on Thanksgiving. That would be kind of a little strange to ask if somebody do it. But maybe take some time to pray. And thank God for his goodness, for his faithfulness. You know, a lot in here have faced a lot of hard things in our, in our lives from time to time, gone through different seasons. And that's hard. It was hard struggles, hard times. For some, those times are harder than others. But we all have faced a struggle, a difficulty, a time where things were tough. Maybe some of us are in that season now. But the greatest thing that we can do, and it's so hard when things are difficult, but it's to push through and to continue to remember God's faithfulness, God's goodness, and to give him thanks. Despite what we're facing, maybe in remembering of what we have gone through and faced, Give thanks because sometimes it's hard to even remember and to to really draw back and think about the hard times that we've gone through. Why? Because sometimes that brings intimidation and the enemy tries to use the past to bring fear, to bring that remembrance of that because he wants to make you think that that's where you're going to fall back into. But in that time, remember God's goodness, his faithfulness and how through it all, that God still helped us to navigate through life, through the times of, of trial, trouble, where it seemed like all was lost. And somehow within us, God still navigates our lives through that t- difficult time. How good is our God? Using people, using other things, but navigates our lives through difficulties through times of trouble, through hard times. And we have this place where we come. And it seems like seasons that may come, may go, where we face trials, face temptations, face difficulties, family situations, personal situations. And we face all these trials and, and troubling times, but yet we come out of them and we have good times. We have refreshing times. We have times of God's bounty, His blessing, and faithfulness and goodness. No matter the season, God is who He is. He doesn't change. God is good. Amen? We should give Him thanks at all times in all situations. Amen? We're going to have awesome plates and awesome food settings and all kinds of things. How cool is it even among our unsaved family members, if we all just had a time, a moment, but we could just give thanks to God with them, with the unsaved, with the saved. Listen, people, people are, we, sometimes we have a mindset that our unsaved family won't understand. They're going to make fun. And it's hard to just say, you know what? Can we just ask, give thanks to God for blessing us? Sometimes it's hard to do that because of how we think they're going to respond. You know what? Generally, people are good because that's the way God intended and created us. 
Now, yes, we were created in a sinful world. But there's still goodness in people's hearts. And I believe that if we open that door, just to give God thanks, that people will have a different perspective on the way they think about God. Amen? Amen? Just saying. Maybe an opportunity, that door might open, that we can share God in a greater way. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> if you would turn with me to Psalms chapter 75. I'm just going to read through some scripture verses about giving thanks to God. Psalms chapter 75 and verse 1. We thank you, O God. We give thanks because you are near. Amen. People everywhere tell of your wonderful deeds. How many know that God is near? How many know it? Absolutely know that God is near. How many believe that God lives on the inside of us? Amen? We thank you, oh God. You know, when we read these scripture verses, we're reading something that somebody wrote down, you know, inspired by the Holy Ghost, because we know that the Word of God is inspired by the Holy Ghost. Amen? If we read Timothy, we know that the Word of God is given by the Spirit of God, inspired, breathed. Amen? It's inspiring men to, by God to pen things down, to write things down. So we know that what we're reading right now, these scriptures, or other people, given their, out of their experience, out of the circumstances, good, bad, whatever, they're penning things down. Things are being written down. But when we read it, it's not just another man that, can, that can, is just expressing how they are feeling, what they're going through. But we can take hold of that scripture verse and jump into it. So that it's like alive in our hearts. Read it as if you're part of it. You see what I, you understand what I'm saying? So when we read this, we thank you, oh God. You know what? I'm jumping into that story. How many have seen Superbook? Anybody? Okay. Some of us uh, have seen Superbook cartoon, kids cartoon. Back in the day, it was really terrible the way it looked on, on screen. But it was so cool because here are the, these kids that get taken into the Bible times back in the day from where they used to live. But they became part of the story and it became alive to them. When we're reading the scriptures, that's, we should have our minds set in that place that we're really thinking of ourselves in that story at that time. Being part of this this psalm, this song of, we thank you, oh God. So when I'm reading it, I should take hold of it. We thank you, oh God. We give you thanks because you are near. Take that. Take a hold of that. God is near. No matter what we're facing, no matter the circumstances we're going through, God is near. It's a reminder to all of us. Amen. Psalm 100, verse 4, we read it. You don't have to turn there, but I'm going to read it again. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give. Give. Thank you. Give thanks to him and praise his name. Give thanks to him. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 20, if you would turn there. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 20. Hallelujah. By the way, I'm taking a little side note. And uh, pastor's anniversary was this past week. 49 years. And next year, November 16th, will be 50th anniversary. And I'm so glad that I can edit this because they won't hear. But we absolutely must, without a shadow of doubt, do something special for our pastors for their 50th anniversary. Amen. So we're going to start getting our brains together. We plan it now. What? Are you, is that a communication here? Okay. I'm good. Say again. Okay. I'm good. I'm sorry. This is brother, sister communication happening here and brother failed on this part of the communication. Rip leading is uh, read, yeah, rip leading, lip reading, rip leading is uh, not part of my education. Praise the Lord. Uh, but we want to do something special for our pastors. Amen. Amen. Because uh, you know what? I know they've shared their experience and talked about. You know, they've had great times and bad times and stuff. But how many times do we see marriages at 50 years old or 50 years? You know what I mean? And not just 50 years, but through everything they've done for for uh, ministry's sake, for sacrificing, giving it all, and being here for us. Amen? Not just for us. They're serving God, but they're here for us whenever we need them. Amen? But it'd be awesome and I, an honor to just do something for them, amen. So we're gonna start getting our heads together and thinking, planning some things, and so be aware of that, amen. Ephesians chapter five, verse twenty, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give thanks for everything. Is there one thing that we should leave out? We should give thanks for everything. To God. Does that mean, oh God, I thank you that I am sick? No. We give thanks to Him for everything because everything that is good comes from the Father of lights above. Amen? Every good promise, every good thing comes from our Father of lights. Amen? Our Heavenly Father only gives good things, He doesn't give bad things. We deal with bad things sometimes in, in life and circumstances, but give thanks. Find the good thing in every situation. Amen? How did God bring it out, us out? How did God help us? How did God give courage? How did God give strength? How did God uh, show his love in that time? 
his comfort, his peace, his joy. Find something good and give thanks in everything. Amen? No matter what we face, God is so awesome. He's good. So give thanks in everything. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 4. I love this. Colossians chapter 4 and verse 2. Praise the Lord. If you're there, say amen. I said, Lord, praise the Lord if you're there. That's okay. Lord, are you there? He's not just there. He's in it. (laughs) Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. How cool is this? That as we're in prayer, devoting ourselves to prayer, that there's two things that Paul is writing to the church of uh, Colossia. And that's this, to have an alert mind, but also a thankful heart. A thankful heart. So as we're praying, as we're you're seeking God's face, be alert in your mind and have a thankful heart. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, again, when, when we're thinking of things, when we're praying to God, most times, and this is just experience and usually our, the natural way that we approach God, is again, when we are praying about things, we're usually approaching him. Usually, when we're in our quiet time, praying with requests, right? Am I wrong? I mean, is it just me? But usually when we're you know, approaching him, we're bringing things to the table. God, th- we need this change. We need to see you moving in this person's life. I need you in my life. I need this situation change. We need this situation. And we know that you can do all things. And through uh, you know, your promises, we have it. But we go with requests. Amen? And it seems like that's just the natural thing to do. Right? Am I wrong? But in it... Having a thankful heart changes the perspective of how we're approaching him. Amen? Because when we have a thankful heart, there's always a reminding ourselves of his goodness, his faithfulness, of who he is. Most important thing that we have need of when we're in prayer is to remember who God is, how good he is, how faithful. And true he is to his word. Amen? Because a lot of times when we're in prayer, it, my experience, and please tell me, show of hands, but while I'm praying, sometimes it's funny how the enemy tries to give thoughts and things of how it's not going to happen. Is that just me? No, no. Because what he wants to do is bring doubt. He wants to cause us to forget how faithful God is of how he is in past, present, future, how, how good he is, how faithful. If he can keep us from remembering his faithfulness, 
then there's always an, a, a way that he can bring doubt in. Amen. So as we're devoting to prayer, having a thankful heart is so important because when we're approaching God, we're reminding ourselves of who he is, how good he is and faithful. Because what it does, it builds that expectancy that we're going to have what we pray when we ask, as we ask in prayer. Amen. Because we know who our God is. And we're giving him thanks with a thankful heart. We're approaching him. Amen. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Could you imagine being, I'm just, you know, I just get this image. Could you imagine being one of them pilgrims during the winter time, facing all that, that, that struggle of, of going through the, the winter, the hard, cold weather, uh, not like homes that we have today, you know, where we have the, all the insulation, everything's, you know, nice and cozy and all that stuff, but coming with nothing and trying to make through and survive, but through it all, how, how amazing to come through that with a thankful heart still in place, not knowing how, like we heard, not knowing how God does it, but God, I know that you will. I know that you're going to give us sustained life. Give us our breath the next day. Through it all, have a thankful heart. Second Corinthians in chapter nine. Second <clears throat> Corinthians chapter nine, verse 14. Thank God. Are you there? Everyone there? Amen. Oh, me. Thank God for this gift to wonderful for words. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Thank God for this gift to wonderful for words. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace that God has given to you. I just want to ask you this. How many times do we pray and give thanks to God? for our pastors, for the ones that God has put in to influence our lives concerning godly things. How often do we give thanks for that? We should constantly, listen, our pastors are good. And I know that's not the only time that, you know, that God influenced our lives through, through, you know, through time and time again. But how many times have we been at different places? God, I thank you for that for that that leader at that conference that just spoke those simple words Amen. that changed my life forever. You know, find the things that God has done, has spoken to you. Remember those things. Give thanks for them. Why you wouldn't be who you are today if you didn't hear the words spoken that changed you. Amen. We are who we are because of what we've been fed in the past. Amen. Give thanks for it when God speaks something. God, thank you for speaking that to me. Thank you that that person was obedient and heard and listened to and was led by the Holy Ghost to speak that. Thank you, God, that you know my heart, that you know what I'm facing, what I'm going through, believing for, and that you hear my heart. You hear the cry of my heart, and God, you've spoken to me. 
given me a promise. Telling me that I can do it. Telling me that I can, uh, you know, that I will receive that bonus that I need to be able to, you know, pay for this or that. Thank you for those times. Thank you for speaking this and giving hope. And God is so good. Amen. Amen. But again, having a thankful heart at all times. In First uh, Thessalonians chapter five, and we're gonna read just a couple more scriptures, and then we're gonna close. First Thessalonians chapter five and verse eighteen. This is kind of the uh, the thread of everything that the Holy Ghost has been saying today. Chapter 5, verse 18. Be thankful in all circumstances. If everyone could look up at the screen. I'm going to read this part again. Be thankful in all circumstances. Now, all together, we're going to read the rest. Amen. For this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. This is God's will for you and I. God's will, his desire for all of us is that in all circumstances, be thankful. Amen. How many belong to Jesus Christ? So we're included in this. Hey, we want to be in the perfect will of God. Let's have our perspective in order and be thankful in all circumstances. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to read this last one. Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. In verse 15. Glory to God. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you're called to live in peace and always be thankful. Amen. Amen. Let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. Just want to throw this out there. Food for thought. That if there's not peace in our hearts. Maybe we need to do an evaluation, a little checkup from the neck up. <laughs> What's the matter? What's the, you like it? It's just simple, right? If there's not peace in our hearts, check up from the neck up. Have we been renewing our mind with the word of God? Because if we have, then we need to reflect on those things and not the other thoughts that are keep on coming in our, in our mind. Amen. 
Because this right here is powerful and as simple as it seems and as, as minute that, you know, we could skip past this and okay, that's cool. Oh, that's nice. Peace that comes from Christ should rule in our hearts. How do we know, how do we receive that peace is through the renewing of our mind. Because what happens when it gets in our mind, we're able to really take hold of it. And allow the word of God to not just be in our thoughts and our mind, but let it take root in our heart. I mean, that means our heart is fully convinced of who Christ is. He is peace. Amen. Amen. And allow that to rule in our hearts. For we're called to live in peace. Oh, and always be thankful. Amen. Always reflecting on who Christ is, who our Father is, who the Holy Ghost is on the inside of us. Reflecting, 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 thinking about it, thinking about it. When thoughts, negativity come, thoughts, you know, are consumed with this, that, and the other. Renew your mind with the Word of God. Amen. Amen? Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be therefore transformed by the Renewing of your mind. Transform our minds by the word of God. In it, reflecting on who he is. Reflect. Think of who he is, his goodness, his faithfulness. Amen. Let's stand. Glory to God. Father God, we thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness. Thank you, Lord God, that you are so awesome. And that you, that you, God, are wanting for us to just come into that place. That our relationship with you is so pure, so easy to walk out, God. Because you've made it easy. You said that your, your yoke, your burden was easy, was light. So, God, we can come before you. We can go through life. We can go through every day to day, hour by hour. And walk through life with peace. Sometimes might seem difficult. But God, in it all, as we're reflecting on you, your goodness, your faithfulness, we thank you that you got it in control. That you're not going to allow temptations that we can't handle to even bother us. Because you're going to protect us. You're going to cause us to rise up in strength in peace, in love, in joy. So God, we thank you because that's who you are. You're good. You are peace. You are love. You are joy. You are God of the universe. Creator of all things. You're so awesome, God. We love you. We worship you. We give you glory and honor. We thank you that even as this holiday comes, that God, that you would help us by the Holy Ghost. Remind us, Holy Spirit, we ask that we would give glory to God. No matter where we are, who we're with, that we would give thanks to our Heavenly Father. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Lord, as we leave this place, I ask you that you would bless us. Bless those that hear this message and that God would meditate on it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord.